You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. We live in a world where we are constantly, incessantly being bombarded with images, messages, telling us that we should be this way, we should be that way, that being the right way, a certain way, a specific way, whatever the trendy way is, right? Because at one point it was the right way to be, um, you know, a size two, right? And then it became about being thick, having a small waist and a big butt. And so then before that, it was different from that. It was a completely different body type. But throughout the the ages, there is ideals. There are ideals about what's the right way to look, what's the right way to be. And, you know, I don't have to tell you, this is not going away. In fact, it's probably going to become even more incessant and it will probably continue to become more and more seamlessly integrated into our daily lives. So what do we do? How do we combat this? And how do we help the children who are coming up behind us, particularly the young ladies, the young girls, the, you know, the girls who are looking at these images and hearing these messages who don't even remember a time when they could turn off the noise, who don't even have that frame of reference. You know, participating in social media and being online is the standard. It's par. How do we help them? How can we help the youth, the girls that are coming up behind us who really need examples of what it looks like to be comfortable in your own skin, to be able to know that you're okay the way that you are? How do we help the next generation? And I believe that strong, self-confident women are needed in order to raise the mental health of the girls that are growing up in this age. You may or may not have seen the um, the docu-film Social Dilemma on Netflix. I really enjoyed many, many aspects of this, and I do recommend watching it. I've actually watched it five or six times already myself because I know that I need those constant reminders of what it is that I'm engaging with when it comes to social media. And, you know, I remember back in 2018 hearing someone um, say a phrase and it stuck with me. It stuck with me. And it was something along the lines of, and he was referencing the how fast our technology is evolving, how fast it has evolved. And when they charted it on a graph, like one of those charts that shows growth, and so it looks like a hockey puck, they showed that when you compare the um, like the amount of development of technology and how rapidly it's evolved, and you map that to time, the exponential amount of increase of growth is really, it's astronomical. It's in the more than billions. 
But yet, human, the evolution of our brains is minuscule, (laughs) microscopic in comparison to that. And the phrase that he said was something along the lines of exponential growth requires exponential internal growth. I'm not getting it exactly right, but he was just making reference to the point that we have to fortify ourselves for this world that we're going into. And if we need to do that, you know, those of us who who remember a time when everyone wasn't on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, we remember that time. Imagine how difficult it is for that seven-year-old who's literally growing up in a world where that is the status quo. And so for the children that are coming up behind us, and, you know, for I, I've taught and worked with kids since I graduated from college. To this day, I still teach a couple of days a week. And so I see this in the children that I work with. And so for parents of children, you'll know what I'm talking about here. And anyone who's worked with kids or been around kids, they don't follow what we tell them, do they? They follow what they see. They mimic, they model. You know, when I'm working with um, one of my little preschool music groups, if I get up out of our music circle to go get an instrument, you can guarantee about three of them are going to stand up and follow me and I have to remind them to wait there so I can come back with their instruments. (laughs) So even down to, you know, the smallest, and then I can always see Um, a reflection of the parents that I interact with and their children. And so kids model the adults around them. And it's one thing to say, love yourself, love your body, you're perfect as you are. And it's another thing to walk that way, isn't it? It's a completely different story. You know, when I was growing up um, with my mom, I I would pick up on so much of what she was dealing with, not realizing that I was picking up on it. And of course, she and my dad always told me that I was beautiful, you know, and I know that they 100% believed that within themselves. I know that they believed and saw me as beautiful. And yet my mom, she didn't see herself that way. (laughs) And she was beautiful. If you look at pictures of my mom, anyone would tell you that she was beautiful. But she struggled. She struggled with her body image. She struggled with her weight. And, you know, I saw her, actually, I felt, I felt her in a lot of shame and guilt and wishing that she could be different, wishing that she was different. And, you know, sometimes that would leak out. Sometimes the little comments would leak out that reflected her fears that I would follow in her footsteps. And I did for a while. You know, I followed in her footsteps of being fearful of being overweight, of being fearful of food, of being, you know, fearful of not liking myself, of not being accepted. I went that path for, well, decades. But it wasn't until I finally learned to accept myself. And here's the you know, the paradoxical truth of the matter that it's it can be tricky to wrap your head around. But when I accepted myself, that's when everything changed for me. When I really and truly 
accepted myself. And I'm not talking about resigned acceptance. I'm not talking about accepting myself and just, you know, doing away with any type of self-reflection or self-monitoring or attempts to change my weight because my weight was unhealthy for me. But what I'm talking about here is accepting things as they were in that moment. Acceptance is is an interesting thing because there's the word acceptance, but then there's the being accepting. And that's a different experience a lot of times. And, and maybe it's different for different people. I don't know. That's really your work to do on your own to discover what does acceptance mean to you. But I can share with you what it means to me in my own life. And, you know, what it has meant was looking in the mirror and loving the person that I see there, even if there are still things that I wanted to change that were in my control. The key phrase that I'm underlining there being that were in my control, right? There are things that we accept that we can't change, but there are things that we can accept and still work toward changing. And I think that is the that balance, that line that when we really get into that space of fully loving and accepting ourselves, that's the line that we can walk with grace and compassion. But it's also the line that when we walk it, it allows us to make true and lasting changes. Changes that happen not despite accepting ourselves, but because we accept ourselves. But I think I said that correctly, but I think you know what I'm getting at. And I believe that if the girls that are coming up behind us have a fighting prayer to love themselves as well, to have strong mental health in the future, not buy in to the messages that they're seeing all around them and that are only going to be increasing, we need to step up right now. We're needed. And I believe that it's going to require strong, self-confident women, women who do love and accept themselves, who do love and accept their bodies and who are courageous in in that acceptance, who are courageous in saying, you know what, I, I love and accept myself and I'm not going to hide. I'm going to show up exactly as I am and enjoy myself exactly as I am to the best of my ability because it can be a challenge right? So it's not like it's perfect. It's not like, you know, one of the things that um, I get a little bit slightly peeved by is when I see people pretending as though it's a cakewalk, <laughs> you know, like loving and accepting yourself is just this easy, um, you know, Pollyanna thing. You know, there are some things in this life that are simply everyday walks, everyday things that are going to require a little bit of vigilance. But you can get to a place where you flip from being, you know, 80% vigilance and 20% peace to flipping that pie chart and being 80% at peace and 20% vigilance. That's possible. Because if I can do that, you can do that. You can be in a place where you walk by the mirror and you're honest with yourself and you say, you know what? I love myself today more than I loved myself yesterday. 
And yeah, there may be some changes that I still want to make, but those changes are coming from the fact that I'm worth it. Not to get approval from the outside world, not because of a, I'm going to say a brainstem <laughs> um, that sounded weird when it was coming out of my mouth, but the amygdala, um, the fight or flight, you know, lizard brain response, like not coming from that place, a desperate need to be accepted, but it's coming from a deep inner sense of knowing that I am enough. And that no amount of changing myself on the outside is going to influence my enoughness. Like really being able to say that from a, from a place that is deep, deep within you, that is possible. It's 100% possible. So the question is, you know, are you going to step up to the challenge? Are you going to step up to the challenge as a strong, self-confident woman? to be the change that we really want to see in this world because it's going to take us and it's going to take empowering the next generation to really, really create change and to, you know, keep this world on the path of healing and of growing as a species, as a human race. Maya Angelou said that I want to be a representative of the human race. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.